नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो वन चैप्टर थ्री टेक्स्ट नंबर फोर्टी थ्री कृष्ण स्वधामो पुराणारकोधनोदित कृष्णे स्वधामोपगते धर्मज्ञादिभस पुराणारकोधनोदिस्वधापगते धर्मज्ञादिस कलौ नशाष पुराणारकोधनोदित कृष्ण इन कृष्ण स्वधाम ओन अबोध उपगते हैविंग रिटर्न धर्म religion gyana knowledge adivhi combined together saha along with kalau in the kali yuga nashta drisham of persons who have lost their sight all these puranarka the purana which is brilliant like the sun adhuna just now udita has arisen translation this bhagavat purana is as brilliant as the sun and it has arisen just after the departure of lord krishna to his own abode accompanied by religion knowledge etc persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of kali shall get light from this purana 
Please repeat. This Bhagavad Purana is as brilliant as the sun. And it has arisen just after the departure of Lord Krishna. <coughs> to his own abode. Accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of Kali shall get light from this Purana. So this is a very important verse of Srimad Bhagavatam and also quoted very often and Srila Prabhupada has written a long purport to explain its meaning further. Anybody has any doubt, then he wants to clear it up. So <clears throat> we have to listen to this purport also very attentively. That uh, what is the significance of this verse, Krishna Swadhamopagate? After Lord Krishna went back to Godhead, what happened? Was there any problem? And if there was any problem, then how it was solved? So that is uh, the discussion in this verse. So I'll read the purport. Lord Sri Krishna has his eternal dhamma or abode, where he eternally enjoys himself uh, with his eternal associates and paraphernalia. And his eternal abode is a manifestation of his internal energy. Whereas the material world is a manifestation of his external energy. When he descends on the material world, he displays himself with all paraphernalia in his internal potency, <clears throat> which is called Atma Maya. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that he descends by his own potency, Atma Maya. His form, name, fame, paraphernalia, abode, etc. are not therefore creations of matter. He descends to reclaim the fallen souls and to reestablish codes of religion which are directly enacted by him. Except for God, no one can establish the principles of religion. Either he or a suitable person empowered by him can dictate the codes of religion. Real religion means to know God, uh, to know our relationship with him and our duties in relation with him and to know ultimately our destination after leaving this material body. The conditioned souls who are entrapped by the material energy hardly know all these principles of life. Most of them are like animals engaged in eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. They are mostly engaged in sense enjoyment under the pretension of religiosity, knowledge, or salvation. They are still more blind in the present age of quarrel or Kali Yuga. 
in the kali yuga the population is just a royal addition of the animals the property is is significant that property is uh, very clearly saying the people in general in kali yuga they are very low class and they are no better than animals and they are moreover they are like polished animals they are they are so blind that they cannot be see they cannot see anything beyond the jurisdiction of the subtle mind intelligence or ego but they are very much proud of their advancement in knowledge science and material prosperity so he is saying even though they are blind and they cannot see the reality and still they think they are very advanced uh they can risk their lives to become a dog or hog just after leaving the present body for their they have completely lost sight of the ultimate aim of life the personality of godhead shri krishna appeared before us just a little prior to the beginning of kali yuga and he returned to his uh, eternal home practically at the commencement of kali yuga <clears throat> while he was present he exhibited everything by his different activities he spoke the bhagavad gita specifically and eradicated all pretension pretentious principles of religiosity and prior to his departure from this material world he empowered shri vyasadev through narad to compile the messages of shrimad bhagavatam and thus both the bhagavad gita and bhagavatam are like torch bearers for the blind people of this age in other words if men in this age of kali want to see the real light of life they must take to these two books only and their aim of life will be fulfilled bhagavad gita is the preliminary study of the bhagavatam and shrimad bhagavatam is the samam bonam of life lord shri krishna personified we must therefore accept shrimad bhagavatam as the direct representation of lord krishna <clears throat> one who can see shrimad bhagavatam can see also lord shri krishna in person they are both identical so this is very enlightening information here shri prabhupad is giving us in this verse and why is it so important to understand for us so that is what we will try to uh discuss today om agyanate virandasigananjana shalakaya chakshur unmilitam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha krishne swadamopagate <coughs> when lord krishna he went back to godhead what happened dharma gyanadi vi saha the religion also left from this world from this earth planet 
and jnana knowledge also left what happened kali yuga started the dark age started right after krishna left because kali was supposed to come but kali was waiting for krishna to go because as long as krishna is on the planet earth kali cannot enter the two things are not possible just like where krishna is maya cannot enter material energy is also shadow energy external energy of krishna and material energy cannot enter or affect affect anyone who is with krishna not only krishna but even somebody is with krishna then maya cannot touch him <clears throat> so that is the transcendental power of krishna many people they ask that uh, how you say that lord krishna is the supreme personality of godhead he is the samam bonam he is the original supreme they ask questions like that how you can say that he is god so where do you get the complete and full answer in shrimad bhagavatam there is no other book that is clarified here in this verse that uh because uh, be, when krishna left it is not that the the vedas the four vedas are there they were still there then uh puranas all the other puranas were there upanishads were there brahma sutra everything that vyas dev had written was already there but then how the, the that does that mean that there is no dharma no religion in the vedas no religion in the puranas in the uh, uh upanishads etc all these wonderful books are there but here it says as soon as krishna left to his own abode back to godhead golokdam vrindavan then dharma also went with him and jnana all the knowledge went with him and this earth planet and this world became like a dark dingy place if you know <clears throat> on in the dark night a dark moon night amavasya night after midnight it gets very dark 12 one 2 o'clock and the thieves and rogues and uh robbers and they have very good time they come out and now they know it's dark so they can take advantage they get busy in the jungle the wild animals tigers and lions they also become very happy they are looking for uh some smaller animal to eat hunt the animals so the hunting starts in the dark night the more dark it is the better it is for them but it cannot be completely pitch dark completely pitch dark means if you have a if you have a room and you paint it completely black all the walls black and 
the windows also you close the shutters and paint them black so the whole room is dark now and then you turn off the lights then it becomes like pitch dark because there is no capacity everything is sealed off and it's pitch dark and black that is and you cannot see anything in that you know and uh, before now i think it's the machines are used but before it used to be the dark room for the x-ray development the doctor takes the x-ray and the technician goes in the dark room and he has a chemical in one tank and he puts it, the x-ray inside and then there should be no light even slight amount of light coming in that room otherwise the x-ray can be spoiled the film has to be uh, developed in complete darkness so <clears throat> it used to be those rooms were there i don't know now now the machines i think most of the time every, everywhere they in they have inside all the facility of darkness so they develop like that but uh, <clears throat> it used to be dark rooms so if it is completely pitch dark then nobody can see anything but even in the dark night of amavasya even in that pitch dark night there are stars in the sky and these stars are shining a little bit and they give little bit of light and it's sufficient for the animals and the thieves and the rogues to see they have special vision they can see normal ordinary people they may have a hard time to see but they have trained up their vision in darkness so in the tigers and and lions etc if if you go into the jungle and you see two shining eyeballs that means there is a wild animal right there because his eyes are shining and uh, you cannot see his face or anything but uh, he can see you he can attack you so <clears throat> uh this this is because these little stars twinkle twinkle little star is giving little bit of light and they're able to see in that light so similarly even though the vedas and puranas and all this literature is there and it is giving little light even in the dark age of kali but that is not sufficient so therefore this verse is saying kalau nashta disham esha therefore people have become blind in kali yuga they have lost their vision it's completely dark you cannot say it is the fault of the people because what can you do when it's completely dark they are completely under the influence of kali and they are doing everything that is detrimental that is damaging to their own self to their community to their people to their family uh, to their country etc they are doing horrible things because they are in complete darkness agyana dharma and gyana both are absent so in the name of dharma there is kaitav dharma cheating religions they flourish the pseudo incarnations the false incarnations claim themselves as god and all the different kind of misunderstandings go on on the name of religion some people declare jihad that we want to kill whoever 
if somebody says that God is great, okay, that's very nice. Then the other person says, God is all merciful. That's also very nice. Third person says, God is all beauty. The fourth one says, God is love. So the first person says, he didn't say what I said in my language, so I'm going to kill him. Now, this is, this is not called religion. This is totally opposite of religion. To kill innocent people, women, children, anybody on the name of religion. That is not at all religion. So it is declared in Bhagavatam, third verse, uh, second verse declared, Dharma Projita Kaitava. These are Kaitava Dharma, cheating religions, the religion that does not offer the ultimate happiness, the ultimate blissful enjoyment situation, the uh, uh, original happy constitutional position. If the religion cannot take you there, then that means it is a cheating religion. It is selling something short. So there are so many different varieties of religions coming up in the name of religion, so many cheating religions that offer that if you offer this to God, then you can get a nice house, nice car, nice wife, money, etc., etc. So these kind of temptations that are offered in the name of religion are... Uh, right away in the second verse, they are nullified, they are rejected. That we cannot accept this kind of propose, propositions. So therefore here it says, when people have lost their sight, when people have become blind to the reality, they are in total ignorance because the knowledge and religion went away with Krishna. Krishna is gone. Now how this problem of the people can be solved? Purana Arko Adunodita. Now this Srimad Bhagavatam is rising up like the sun. In the middle of the dark night, if the sun suddenly comes up in the sky, what happens? The whole uh, sky becomes bright. You can turn on thousands and millions of lights, but it cannot compare with the sunlight. It's so bright. So all these Vedas, Puranas, Upanishad, everything that uh, Vyasadeva had already written actually was becoming like null and void. Because it was not, it was not solving anybody's problem. People were taking disadvantage of the Vedas. On the name of Vedas, they were killing innocent animals. So, Lord Buddha came for that purpose also, to stop people from killing the innocent animals in the name of Veda. And so many other misconceptions were rising because people were taking the quotations from the 
Vedas and Puranas and justifying their misbehavior, their criminal behavior. So, uh, the purpose that was supposed to be there for the Vedas and everything was to improve the quality of people, but instead it was becoming the cause of their degradation. So, how this problem can be solved? So, Srila Vyasadeva, sitting in Himalaya mountain near the Saraswati river after he took bath, he was thinking that I'm feeling very bad. I've created such a wonderful literature, but the opposite is happening. It's not serving the purpose. What is the solution? As he was thinking, Narad Muni came there and he gave him the solution. Narad Muni became his spiritual master. We asked, they asked the relevant questions that I have this problem I'm facing. What should I do? So then Narad Muni instructed him about Srimad Bhagavatam. And according to the instructions of Narad Muni, Srila Vyasadeva wrote the Srimad Bhagavatam. That is how this sun is rising in Kali Yuga after Krishna left. Purana Arko Adunodita. Now this Bhagavad Purana is, has arisen like the sun. And whoever opens his door or window and looks outside, he can get the sunlight. If you close down the windows and doors and say, there is no light, there is no God, there is no, no knowledge, there is nothing. Life is just a bunch of chemicals or you come up with any kind of funny ideas then your problem cannot be solved. So you have to open yourself to Uran Arko Arjuna, to this Srimad Bhagavatam. Wholeheartedly you have to make it your life's mission, that my life's mission is to understand Srimad Bhagavatam. What is the message of Srimad Bhagavatam? Otherwise, my problem cannot be solved. What to speak of helping somebody else? There's no question of helping someone. Just like a blind man, he cannot help somebody to cross the road. He himself has a problem. So, similarly, unless and until you have taken full shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam, Nityam Bhagavat Sevya, you are dedicated to study Bhagavatam thoroughly, to understand one and only one thing, First of all, what is that one thing? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevai. Srimad Bhagavatam starts with the same aphorism that is in the uh, Vedanta Sutras. Vedanta Sutras are the formulas uh, as they wrote. And then the explanation of these formulas, Vedanta Sutras, is Srimad Bhagavatam. So both of them have the same. Om Namo. So, I am offering my obeisances to you, Lord Krishna. Why? That is also the first sentence of the uh, Vedanta Sutra and that is also the first sloka of Srimad Bhagavatam. Janmadi Asya. Everything that we see in the material world, it is coming from you. You are the origin, my dear Lord Vasudev. My dear Lord Krishna. Satyam Param Dhimahi. You are the... Satyam Bharam, you are the supreme personality of Godhead. 
you have the original supreme and dimahi dimahi is also these are vedic mantras in yajurveda and gayatri mantra you see dimahi so the origin is uh, not so much with the puranas but bhagavatam is more in the language of the vedas and upanishads is the language of the brahma sutras so uh, it is it is considered as the topmost philosophy because of this quality uh, of shrimad bhagavatam that uh, it goes beyond the mahabharat ramayana puranas and all the stories and everything it it, it uh, gives the topmost philosophy that is from the upanishads and vedanta sutras it is the explanation of the upanishads and vedanta sutras so janmadi uh, everything is coming from you anvayadi taratas charteshu abhigya swarat and you are completely independent and totally unaffected even though you create everything you are maintaining everybody all the incarnations are coming from you all the energies are coming from you but nothing is affecting you you remain unaffected so this is monotheistic philosophy that bhagavatam is propounding it's not polytheistic that you are the supreme absolute truth and everything is coming from you everything is part and parcel of you you are the maintainer you are the creator and this nobody knows why tene brahma hridaya adi kavaye you imparted this knowledge of bhagavatam first through the gayatri mantra in the heart of lord brahma but nobody else knows about it even the great demigods muhyanti asuraya even the great sages and demigods they are muhyanti they are so much in moha so much in bewildered because of the influence of your external energy maya devi they are wrapped up in maya because of they they don't know you they don't know anything about shrimad bhagavatam they're completely like you know in different world muhyanti and this your material energy is so powerful that not only demigods and the uh, uh, sages but everybody else people everybody they are all bewildered and uh, where there is water it looks like land tejo vari mridam yatavinimayo and where there is land it looks like water just like if you go in the desert and you see the mirage and the animals are running and running and running thirsty and hungry i see the water is nice lake over there if i get there i can drink water i can save my life that is what the animal is thinking and is running but he never gets the water because there is no water it's the mirage so similarly the living entity who has the conditioned souls who have come to this material world they're running and running and they die looking for happiness just if i work little harder i can get happy just i try this i can become happy and this happiness formula never works and they're always running from one trouble into another and they die and they take birth again and then same cycle starts 
birth after birth. Hundreds and thousands and millions of birth go. There is no solution in the desert. No animal has got water. You see so many skeletons if you go in the desert, like Saudi Arabia or some you know, real deserts, you see only the skeletons. There is no water. For miles and miles. So, <clears throat> similarly, material world is Mrityu Loka, is a place of uh, uh, people dying. So, uh, what is the solution? That people are muhyanti, demigods, the great sages, nobody has the answer. And because of the darkness of Kali Yuga, the uh, Vedas are not sufficient, people are misinterpreting. Puranas, not sufficient. Mahabharata, not sufficient. Ramayana, not sufficient. None of these things work. Therefore, now, Puran, this uh, Arka, this Bhagavatam Puran is, has, is rising. That is what this verse is describing. And from right from the first verse, establishing that who is the supreme personality of God, who is the original supreme? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Krishna, you are the supreme, you are Satyam Param Dimahi. So nobody can have any doubt in reading Bhagavatam because many people, <clears throat> they say, Bhagavatam, where does it say Krishna is the supreme? The very beginning, and here also, it says, Krishna Swadamopagate. As soon as Krishna left, Dharma left, Jnana left. And the dark age came. So if Krishna is not the supreme personality of God, then how there is absence of religion when he left? So now Krishna is again coming in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam, the book Bhagavatam. That is what Srimad Bhagavatam is. And whoever can take advantage of uh, this book, Srimad Bhagavatam, because for ordinary people, it looks like an ordinary printed book. Previously, it used to be in manuscript. Even now, if you go in India, many ancient temples, you can find the manuscript of Bhagavatam. Or sometimes uh, some very rich king, he has a special manu manuscript of Srimad Bhagavatam. But uh, in those days, it was very difficult to find a manuscript. And uh, there were so many uh, problems if you wanted a copy of Srimad Bhagavatam. Now everybody can have Srimad Bhagavatam, that is the special mercy of Srila Prabhupada, that all over the world. Even if you go in China, can you imagine Chinese people reciting slokas of Srimad Bhagavatam every day, out of all the people? Because for decades and decades, they were uh, prohibited to even say the name of God. Even the word God was removed from their dictionary, from the Chinese language. The government officially took out the word God. There is no God. We don't want any God. What to speak of Krishna? Krishna is so much detail about God. The word Krishna means 
it's it's uh, 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 the whole Bhagavatam is trying to explain what the word Krishna means. So, uh, but even they had prohibited even you cannot even say God. That that's a generic name. You cannot say in China. So now you see the Chinese people chanting Hare Krishna, dancing on the streets, and. Uh, reading Srimad Bhagavatam in their language, Cantonese and Mandarin. <clears throat> so, uh, this is the special benediction given by, by Prabhupada to everybody, including us. Of course, the devotees, they are the, the beneficiaries uh, because they take full advantage of this book, Srimad Bhagavatam, and they understand it is not different from Krishna. Just like Hare Krishna Mahamant is non-different from Krishna. Krishna is present when we chant Hare Krishna. Similarly, as soon as we open, start reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Even one verse you read, Krishna is right there. Krishna is Pagate. As soon as you read that, Krishna went back to Godhead. But Krishna is right here also in the book. Now he again came back in these words. So... Uh, this is a very special benediction and that is the reason why all the great personalities of the universe, Lord Shiva, Brahma, Narad Muni, all the great sages, everybody came down from their planets, sat down with Parikshit Maharaj to hear Srimad Bhagavatam when it was spoken uh, in, in Delhi near River Jamuna. So that description is also there. So, uh, why these people are the most intelligent people? Who is more intelligent than Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva and Narad Muni and all these great people? Nobody is more intelligent than, than them. And you cannot say, they have so much free time and I have a job to do. They have big, big... De- Lord Brahma, he has a very big department. He has... I think he has more people working, employees working under him than Bill Gates. Because he has to create the 8,400,000 different species of life. He has to create, everybody has to have a different face, different features, different genes. Everything has to be special about everybody. Even a mosquito has to have different structure. So he has to make sure that there is no mistake is made. If a mosquito by chance becomes as big as a human being, there will be a big problem. He can bite people and people can die immediately. So, <clears throat> or if a, if a snake becomes, you know, poisonous snakes become as big as a human or bigger, then finished. The human race would have a big problem. So, so uh, uh, he, he is uh, working on all these details, but he is finding time to go down to river Jamuna, Delhi, Hastinapur, and sit down there and very attentively listen to Srimad Bhagavatam. So that shows that how great is this book, how much it is, it is worshipped by the great personalities. And specifically the Guru Parampara, our disciplic succession, the gurus in our Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how much he worshipped Srimad Bhagavatam. He 
considered Srimad Bhagavatam more important than his own life. And every day he was absorbed in the uh, hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam from the devotees. You have to listen to Srimad Bhagavatam only exclusively from devotees. Dharma Projita Kaitavata Paraman Nirmatsaranam Satam. Paramhamsa devotee, Nirmatsarja. One who is completely free from envy. He has no lust, anger, greed. Nothing is in his heart. He has a very pure heart. He is a Paramhamsa devotee. That is the qualification of a Bhagavatam reciter. Prabhupada said, don't go to professional Bhagavatam reciter. You will not get the proper benefit. You will misunderstand. Only hear Srimad Bhagavatam from a pure devotee, Paramhamsa. Then you will also become Paramhamsa, you will also become Nirmatsarja. That is guaranteed. You only have to listen to the pure devotees. So all the pure devotees, luckily we have, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu onwards, their main business was studying Srimad Bhagavatam and writing commentaries on Srimad Bhagavatam. Lord Chaitanya, he didn't write himself, but Rupa Goswami wrote, Sanatana Goswami wrote, Brihad Bhagavatam Rita. Then Yiv uh, Goswami wrote, Shat Sandarbhas. Then Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur wrote, Bhagavatam commentary. Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Bhakti Siddhant, Sarasthi Maharaj. And Prabhupada also wrote, so all the gurus in our disciplic succession, their main business was to write him. And they are sitting on, in Vrindavan under a tree. Sometimes they don't even have a hut to live. But they are writing Srimad Bhagavatam. You can see how much they are dead. They are not concerned about, you know, uh, uh, do I get there was no electricity in those days anyway. So... They're not concerned about even normal necessities of life, but they are concerned about writing Srimad Bhagavatam, studying and writing Srimad Bhagavatam. And Jeeva Goswami, he made a whole institute to teach Srimad Bhagavatam, and he prepared. And the three leaders that he created, what are the names? Shyamanan, Pandit Srinivas, Thakur, and Narottam Das Thakur, these three leaders he created. The great pure devotees in the Guru Parampara. So, and many, many pure devotees. So, uh, this uh, uh, great disciplic succession and their commentaries, their explanations on Srimad Bhagavatam are the basis for our understanding. So, Prabhupada very kindly, he took all the trouble and he made his main business, even when he went in Vrindavan, his main business was to write Srimad Bhagavatam. He was in Radha Damodar rooms and he was uh, every day. That was his main thing. He was writing Srimad Bhagavatam. And he didn't even that time, nobody knew. He didn't, he didn't have a, a single penny or rupee, nothing. He had no money. Uh, he, was, he was a big uh, sannyasi. He, he had nothing. So just uh, he, he was living in those Radha Damodar rooms and uh, he was writing Srimad Bhagavatam, that time he had no idea that whether this would get printed or not, who is going to print it. But he kept on writing. 
and this is what he this is actually the first canto and sec, uh, first canto he wrote there in Vrindavan so we're studying what he wrote in Vrindavan actually and uh, then he came to america he brought the bhagavatam first canto books with him the two trunks he didn't bring anything else but he he brought this bhagavatams with him so you can understand how much he valued shrimad bhagavatam that he somehow got it printed and he brought the books here to america and then he kept on writing even when he was in so much difficulty so much poverty in new york but he never gave up writing shrimad bhagavatam and he went through all the troubles and he went traveling all over the world but he never gave up writing shrimad bhagavatam every day in the middle of the night he would sit down and write shrimad bhagavatam so he combined all the commentaries of these great acharyas great guru parampara rupa goswami sanatan jeev goswami vishwanath bhakti vinod everybody all the great commentaries he combined took the essence and wrote his purports so when we read this purports we are getting not only prabhupad's realization and explanation of this verse but also all the great personalities they wrote before him because if you try to find out individually i don't know whether even you can find find them i i was in vrindavan a month ago and i was looking for uh, some past times of krishna book and i went in that one store bookstore to bookstore so many and nobody had even one book describing and they said it's all out of print now nobody wants it everybody is now on the computer so they have stopped printing books so there is no books available gradually the books are becoming rare even normal ordinary books what to speak of the the commentaries by these great devotees but raubadi he took the trouble and he is giving us uh not only in english but all the indian languages all the russian japanese chinese american british german european you name it all different languages shrimad bhagavatam is now all over the world it's becoming the most popular book so this is uh uh is it's a kind of a revolution in the world going on right now because this has never happened before after krishna left the planet even though shrimad bhagavatam was available how many people knew or studied shrimad bhagavatam very few rare personalities very high class people it is the highest poetry it is such a beautiful poetry that even the scholars of the universities the professors and phd's they are saying this bhagavatam when we read it looks like so organ well organized poetry so beautiful and it just catches our mind and intellect right away so uh, this is not ordinary people and they are not even devotees but they appreciate shrimad bhagavatam just the structure of shrimad bhagavatam that how exalted the structure is of shrimad bhagavatam and uh, we are so lucky that we are getting it all by the mercy of shila prabhupad specifically and also the mercy of the guru parampara the mercy of uh, lord chaitanya mahaprabhu so 
Prabhupada is saying that this Bhagavatam is creating revolution. In the impious lies of misdirected civilization. This civilization is going in the wrong direction. And you cannot take a V-turn. V-turn is difficult. But if you are lucky, you can take a U-turn. So slowly, slowly. Because the civilization is going in the direction of self-destruction. And Bhagavatam is saving you from that self-destructing, misdirected civilization, taking you in the right direction. So, that is Prabhupada's statement in Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, the verse that describes Vedyam Vastava Matra Vastu Shivadam Tapatra Unmulanam Srimad Bhagavatam Mahamuni Krite Ishware When Srimad Bhagavatam Vyasadeva has written now what need is there for any other Veda than Purana than Mahabharata and all the other books and the other English literatures and Shakespeare and the Arabic literature or Chinese literature. There's no need for anything else. Why? Because reality is distinguished from illusion for the welfare of all in Srimad Bhagavatam. And it immediately relieves you from tapatraya, from three kinds of miseries of life. As soon as you become serious and sincere student of Srimad Bhagavatam, you are relieved from all anxieties and all problems of life. Your life becomes quite simple and happy. You only have to dedicate yourself to Srimad Bhagavatam, to study it, and to share with others, to give it out to others, this great knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam. That's all that is uh, required. But uh, a lot of people, they don't know this. Even when Krishna himself was present in this world, many people, they did not know he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Who is the famous example? Duryodhan. He met Lord Krishna so many times. He was like, you know, he sat down with him, talked with him, uh, so many things he did. But he never knew that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Why? Because there was no Srimad Bhagavatam that time. How would he know? Who could tell him that you are talking to God? God himself is in front of you. He thought, oh, Krishna, yes. Yeah, maybe he is uh, he knows little more than me. But I don't know if he's really Kshatriya because he was born a coward boy. And then somehow he labeled himself as Kshatriya. I have doubt. He's real Kshatriya? Maybe not. So he always had doubts about Krishna. And he could never understand that Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. Till the point he died. And uh, there were many people in Krishna's time like that. And even <clears throat> before that in Krishna's various incarnations. We had discussed all his different Krishna's incar- Vishnu incarnations in last class. So I'm not going to go into the detail of that. But uh, Ravan, he also misunderstood. Why? Because he did not have Srimad Bhagavatam. Ravan was 
uh, thinking. Human being, this Ram and Lakshman, humans and monkeys, we eat them for breakfast. What are they going to do to us? There's no danger from them. We can take care of them. He did not know that he is going to face the Supreme Lord, Lord Ramchandra. His his very powerful incarnation. But he had no idea. He was proud and he had so many problems. But he he was also thinking that I've got all the powerful boons from Lord Shiva. Who can even stand in front of me? Nobody stands a chance. And especially, even the demigods are my servants, devtas. Why these humans, you know, they're nothing. So he had that complex. And uh, Hiranyakashipu also. Hiranyaksha, he, uh, when he saw Lord Varaha, he said, oh my God, such a big hog, pig. I can easily kill the pig, no problem. So he fought with Lord Varaha and he got killed. But he didn't know that he was facing the Supreme Lord, the avatar of Lord Keshavudrita, uh, Narahari Rupa Keshavudrita, uh, Shukara Rupa. So when Lord, uh, Lord Krishna became Narahari, Lord Nasringadev, Hiranyakashipu had the same problem. He said, Prahlad, what kind of God you are worshipping? An animal? You worshipping this God? This is your God? He thought he can easily kill him. And he also got killed. So, why all this, they were running into these problems? Because they didn't have Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna says, Avijananti mamura manushim tanumashvitam. These fools, they think I am an ordinary human being because I look like a human being. So they think like that. Manushim tanumashvitam. Param bhavam najananto mama bhuta maheshwara. I am the supreme personality. They have no idea. My param bhava, they don't know about my absolute nature, my abode, my spiritual world, my spiritual energies, my internal energy. Nothing. They have no idea whatsoever. Why? Because they have not studied Srimad Bhagavatam. So, we are the luckiest people you can see on the earth planet right now if we take advantage of Srimad Bhagavatam. So I will stop here. If you have any questions or comments about uh, uh, today's discussion about this very important verse, Krishna Swadamopagate Dharma Gyanadi Bisaha Kalau Nashta Dashamesha Purana Arkodunodita. That this Bhagavad Purana is brilliant as sun and has arisen just after the departure of Lord Krishna to his own abode, accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of Kali Yuga shall get light from this Bhagavad Purana. So, you get light from Srimad Bhagavad Purana, <clears throat> you get enlightenment, you solve your problems, you help other people to solve the problems. Otherwise, in Kali Yuga, there is no other solution, there is no other book. It's repeatedly said in so many places, but specifically in this verse here today. So, you have any questions or comments?
Thank, thank you. Uh, what do you understand from today's discussion? Can you say in one or two sentences? They can solve their problems. People can, unless and until person takes full shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam, he cannot solve his problem. Neither he can help anybody to solve uh, other people's problems. The politicians, they can claim something, we will solve all your problems, we will fill up your house with groceries, we'll give you money, this, that, so many things they can promise. Or uh, other religious people can promise so much. But nobody can solve any problem whatsoever unless and until the person is fully, totally dedicated to Srimad Bhagavatam. Study Srimad Bhagavatam and explain it. First you have to study and hear. Studying is also hearing, Shravanam. Then you are able to express it, that what you're learning from Srimad Bhagavatam. And then after that, then Smaranam comes. Then you can remember slokas and purports from Srimad Bhagavatam. The highest knowledge, how it is gradually rising up. Just like you worship the deity form of the Lord, you start from worshiping the two lotus feet. So the first and second canto are compared like the lotus feet of the Lord. So you are actually worshiping Lord Krishna when you are studying Srimad Bhagavatam, canto by canto. And all the way up to 10th canto is the face of Lord Krishna. And then there is the smile of Lord Krishna. So like that, there are, uh, you worship uh, Srimad Bhagavatam because Krishna is personally present in Srimad Bhagavatam. And unless and until Krishna is present in some place, no other, in Kaliyuga is so dark, we, we discussed that, Kaliyuga is so dark situation that nobody can help anybody. The problems will remain. You solve one problem, another will pop up. There is no solution. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is the only way. And Srimad Bhagavatam is teaching, one of the main teachings is how to chant Hare Krishna uh, perfectly. So that is the Falas Shruti, that is the fruit of Srimad Bhagavatam. If you have studied Srimad Bhagavatam very perfectly, you can chant also very perfectly, very nicely, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is teaching all these things, and he is, uh, his basis is Srimad Bhagavatam. And all the gurus who are coming from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their main focus is on Srimad Bhagavatam because Srimad Bhagavatam gives you the real uh, way how to chant Hare Krishna perfectly. All right? Thank you very much. Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Jai Srila Prabhupada ki, Jai.